sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing. Red Dwarf versus Other Space. Other Space. Ace. Ace. Uh, yeah, it's Red Dwarf I had seen before because I had a roommate who was addicted to it. And uh, I, I had thought that it annoyed me just because uh, I found him annoying. But uh, I watched it this time and it, I didn't find it super funny. But we'll talk about it. It's a, it was a BBC show from 88 to fucking now basically right like <laughs> they took they took breaks like long hiatuses but well like those bbc bbc shows do like i think black catter has the same thing right it was a long run but they had lots of breaks i don't Probably, really know yeah and yeah it's more I, I guess it's kind of almost like a doctor who thing i mean it doesn't go back that far but like no, yeah yeah they keep going with it um although same cast i think on on red dwarf i don't i saw a lot of things online about um some woman wanted to be the new doctor and everybody was all hyped about it but um i don't know the very little i've seen of doctor who i thought was just cheesy and kind of dumb so i, I never have you really seen got like it. modern day doctor who no no it's better than the old stuff like I, when i was a kid i thought of doctor who was super boring and I, I mean i know a lot of people like it but it just was never my thing yeah same but they they brought it back i guess like six or seven years ago and I haven't, you know, I'm not a huge fan, but I watched the first season and it was fun. It was not as cheesy or it, it, they did a good job. So it's worth checking out. And the, I think it's, I forget the woman's name you're talking about, Haley Atwood, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. She Ashley plays Madison. Peggy yeah. Carter in the Captain America and in, in her own show. But yeah, that would be awesome to have a, a female Doctor because it doesn't matter. Like the, the, the show is basically the different Doctor Who's are the same person. They're just. I mean, the different actors who play Dr. Hill are all the same person. They just, he, he like, for whatever reason, when I don't even know the explanation of the show, but his face changes. So oh. it's not, it's that, that's the explanation in shows. So basically you're watching a show that's been on for 50 years and it is supposed to be the same character, which is a fun conceit. Well, is so, it, does he do like spirit jumps from one person to another? Or it's just that his face changes somehow. Like his body, like his body changes. I, I can't remember because okay. the, the very last episode of the season I watched, it went from like the one actor to another actor in like the final episode. They just, I think, I can't remember if it like, it's like special effects or if he comes out of a, out of a, like a box differently, but whatever it is, it's just, you know, there's a different, it's the same person, but a different body. So anyway, that the point of that is you could easily have a woman in the character and it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's weird that they brought it back. I remember, I mean, I remember when they brought it back, um, after who knows how long probably had to be like eighties or nineties, right? Like the last doctor who, who knows? They had like, I think it was a regular show for in the sixties and maybe seventies. And then it was specials here and there. Yeah. So I don't know how long the break was. It wasn't that long. It wasn't like a thirty-year break or twenty-year break, but it was it was that long as far as being a regular show. Yeah, it, it was like a, a movie special. You know who played Doctor Who for one movie is uh, the guy from With Null and I, which I think is neat. Oh no shit! Uh, yeah, I don't know Richard which of e. Grant. The, um, maybe <laughs> I don't know which of the two, but I just know it was one. That was of one of them. And then yeah, the new Doctor Who, the when they rebooted it was of course uh, Neil Tennant from the Pet Shop Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good choice. Perfect choice. Oh, I thought so. Very British. Uh, speaking of very British. Red Dwarf. Yeah, Red Dwarf. Or were you talking about Fran? Who is the only British person I know. Yeah, she's the only British person I know, too. Well, no. I do know her husband. I don't remember him. Alex. Uh, oh. Afukaitrist. <laughs> No, not that guy. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> this is a little bit too personal. Yeah, nobody knows what we're even talking about. Um, not even people who know. Nope, they're not even listening. So, fuck them all. Uh, yeah, Red Dwarf. So, I think my roommate who really liked it was probably a, he was a few years younger than I was, um, probably about your age. So I think for him this was like the young ones was for me because I. 
watched the young ones in 84 um and it was you know that alternative british comedy uh that made a big impression on me so this was probably the same but i did not find it all that funny at least this first episode i there's there's bits and pieces that were funny but i think it's one of those things that maybe there's a build-up. So if you keep watching, it'll get funnier. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just this is... I think sometimes these kind of shows are just... They're what you get. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I, I remember somebody said... I can't remember who he was saying. like That British comedy is either like super highbrow and witty and clever. Or it's just dumb as shit. And this, this kind of fell on the dumbest shit side like no it wasn't that like when when i think of someone saying that i think like benny hill yeah that's true but you know like the whole thing like hey what's an avocado or whatever it was that he you know he's like one of those characters that's so dumb it's unbelievable Mm -hmm. um the main guy well well, here you want to give a synopsis of what red dwarf is about uh spaceship a cruise on a spaceship and one guy gets put on stasis because he brings a cat Onto the onto the ship and something happens while he's in stasis. So he wakes up a million a million years later. Three million years later. Three million years later, and the the cat has evolved into a human, and his his roommate who he hates is a hologram who is aggravating him, and that's the basis of the show, I guess. From there, yeah, he's the last human left. He, the the ship's computer kept him in stasis for three million years because uh, whatever the accident was, he had to wait for all the background radiation to go away before he could bring him back to life or, you know, bring him out of stasis. So it's a well-made ship. Well, yeah, yeah. That computer knows what it's doing. Um, yeah. They, so yeah, his cat, like over three million years, uh, this, this dude is a descendant of his cat. Um, but evolved <laughs> you say into... that in such disdain. Evolved into a human. I didn't mean to. Um, and, and the dude is basically... His name is Cat. He's basically like screaming Jay Hawkins. Uh, yeah, so that's it. And and yeah, they. it says early on, like one guy dies. Um, one of the crew members dies when people are still alive. Um, and and they make a hologram of him. And, and they say that the ship can only do one hologram at a time. Yeah. And, and so when this guy comes out of stasis... it it makes a hologram of like his biggest enemy uh, who was his supervisor. And I don't know why the ship decided to make that the hologram that comes. Yeah, back. I was wondering if there's an explanation I missed. In the... Probably later on. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so this guy's driving him crazy and it's not, it's not terrible. I mean, I actually, it's a good premise for a show. Yeah. I and just... I, th- I think you can't expect the first episode to be hilarious all the time. So I, I laughed a few times, but I didn't find it. Uh, some of it was a little bit dumb, like cheesy. Yeah, kind of like that Joey character from Friends or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, v- super cheesy. Some of it. Um, but I like. It would be interesting to keep watching and see if like the premise is enough to overcome the kind of weak humor or if the humor just gets better as it goes on um but i yeah i just remember thinking it was kind of that kind of humor all the way through from what i'd seen of it although i also came in like in the middle um when my roommate was watching he had them all on like vhs tapes (laughs) bootlegged or yeah bootlegged yeah that was one good thing about him he had a ton of bootleg stuff like all these russ meyer movies and stuff that you couldn't really see anywhere but, um, do, you, do you keep in touch with him? No. Not even on Facebook? Nope. We were, he was, I, I purged, he was one of the purged people on Facebook that I... Oh, so you know what he's up to, at least. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I, I think he's, you know, doing the, living the domestic life in, I don't know, some godforsaken state nobody wants to visit. Like Maine. Anyway. Maine is beautiful never been I look like a nor'easter so you have been that's how they talk exactly no I just met a lobster once from there that's how he talked um yeah I, I don't know the the main guy on uh on Red Dwarf 
uh, he didn't seem to have like a super lot of charisma to me enough to carry the show but maybe that got better too I, like you said like very first episode they're setting up so much it's kind of hard to tell how good it's going to be and it's funny i i mean we didn't do this on purpose but these two first episodes are really similar they're they're super similar yeah it's um, just like there's a setup of you know this the show starts and you think it's going to be one thing and then everything changes by the end of the episode and becomes something totally different yeah yeah and I guess this one started out as like a radio program, although it wasn't called Red Dwarf. This is the TV show is like based on a radio program more. Really? So that, I guess that happened a lot because that's the same story with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, they man, those Brits really like their uh, old timey radio programs. I guess. Yeah, they they stuck with it at, well after we were stopped making it. Like maybe in the U.S. there is one show still on in there. They had a whole network still going. Yeah, and. Even then, Good not, stuff. not anymore. Yeah, yeah, not like fucking Garrison Keeler. He's done, right? I have no idea. The ship has sailed, thank God. I don't know, but we're Altman liked enough to make a movie, so I can't say too much bad about him. Oh, I can. Have you seen the movie? No. Mm, I don't want to say it. Uh, this is Garrison Keeler. <laughs> uh, Lake Wobegon. <laughs> yeah. I don't Is know that any the lobster. Was that the... No, Is that... that the lobster. No, no, that wasn't a Maine accent. This this was a Wisconsin lobster, actually. Actually, it was a block of cheese. This one. Is... Wait, where is he? Minnesota or something? I don't even know. I never. I don't know how anybody under the age of three hundred could like that show. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought there's. I've never really listened to it, but little bits and pieces I heard. I like. I like the fact that everyone from that town is above average. Oh, it's like some libertarian paradise. <laughs> it's, no, it's a. I mean, that's the joke. How can everybody from a town be above average? Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> Someone has to be average. Well, Garrison Keillor certainly was. <laughs> uh, anyway. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. I wish. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So this, and I guess that. The dude who plays... I think the dude who plays the uh, asshole hologram was on the radio show. So he didn't have to learn any new lines? Nope. He just used... Lazy. Yep. And also, they didn't have to pay him twice. BBC rules. If they would have just done it the opposite way, had the TV show done first, it wouldn't. he wouldn't even have to record twice. Yeah, no shit. Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe they just used the radio stuff and he mouthed it. Yeah, they just used a hologram. They have, they're using the technology already for the show because the high-tech uh, special effects were amazing. When when uh, Lister swung through the hologram, I I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing that has in common with Doctor Who, at least the old Doctor Who that I've seen. Um, special effects are basically stuff you do in your backyard with a but eight they knew they knew their limitations so the character who's who are a hologram instead of trying to do any kind of special effects they just put an h on the forehead yeah i know that i did like that that's kind of clever um overall i don't know is it something you would keep watching do you think uh i wouldn't like i don't think so yeah i wouldn't Maybe make time for it if it were on Netflix, I watched it on YouTube and it was, I don't know. No, I pro- maybe on Netflix I I try it once in a while, but no, it, I liked it. I don't have any problem with it. And if if you say you're telling me you're a big fan of it, I don't, you know, I wouldn't make fun of you for it. But I didn't think a lot of it. Yeah, I felt I felt the same. Um, I think it's like I said, it's one of those things. Like if if you get it at the right age, it probably strikes a chord. Um, but if not, if you're watching it uh, this far removed, I don't. I don't think it's going to affect you the same way. Like, I, yeah, it's not going to be super impressive. I will say if I had a roommate that loved it, I would not have been aggravated at him. I probably would have enjoyed it with him. But Oh, I was nuts. more aggravated that he would always eat my food. Oh, okay. There's, there's other, oh, yeah, other there's, reasons. There's okay. other stuff going on. I don't even want to tell you what I had to step in in the shower with that guy. Uh, yeah, always eating my food and then being like, well, you can have whatever of mine you want. I'll, Dude, all this guy ever had in the place was rice. I was like, 
I'm just going to eat rice all the time, which I did, because um, I was poor. Rice with butter. The breakfast of champions. Sounds like rich people food. Because of the butter? Mm-hmm. It was government butter, though. I didn't know there was such a thing. I don't know if there is either. Because government cheese isn't actually cheese. No. It's uh, it's rat corpses mixed in with cockroaches. Mixed Protein. In, mixed in with cheese. Right. Yeah. Yeah, government cheese, man. I always used to hear about that like as a kid. Like it was, you know, that was like a put down. Government cheese, you eat government cheese or something. But uh, I don't know. What's what's the deal with government cheese, man? Sure, it's, I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. Like, I don't know why that became like the thing. Government cheese. I'm sure the government gives all kinds of food out. Yeah, I don't know. I we got it like when at some, at some point when I was growing up, and I, I just had because be, because other kids made fun of it, and we got it. And I was I was a little bit ashamed, but also I was a little confused at how we got it. I thought maybe. <laughs> This is how I thought it happened, that someone just dropped it on our doorstep because they knew we were having trouble. And my mom opened it up and said, here's some cheese in a cardboard box, and that's how we got it. (laughs) Uh, Maybe your mom pulling some welfare scam. (laughs) Well, what other kind of scam is there? Yeah, she's not going to last long in the era of Trump as president. So you think it's a good chance that he'll be president? No. I I think it's all hilarious. Uh... And no, I don't think there's a chance. Although, I also don't think there's much of a chance that Hillary's going to be president. I don't see it happening either, but I don't see Bernie Sanders being president. I don't know. I, there has to be someone else coming out. I just, I just don't see him winning a general election. You never know. He might get Democrats actually pumped to go out and vote. And there's still only 50% of the country. And if, if he gets, he will also get Republicans pumped out to vote against the socialist. Yeah, no, that's true. Although, so I just don't see him winning a general election. No but matter maybe. no matter who runs for the Democrats, the Republicans are going to say they're a socialist and try to get people out to vote. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I That's mean, true, but I just – well, it's the same thing I say about Hillary Clinton. I, I feel like that both of them will get people upset enough to vote while someone like a oh, – well, he lost, so he's not a good example. But like Kerry, I didn't think people voted against Kerry. I think I think they voted for Bush. Yeah. If, if you have Hillary Clinton running against a Republican, I I see people voting against Hillary Clinton. That's true. There's and there's a lot of misogyny behind that. Oh, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do wish Elizabeth Warren had ran because I think she's more electable. She. Is. I don't know what I'm basing that on, but Although, I, maybe because I like her more. Although uh, Bernie Sanders could always pick her as his VP, mm-hmm. which would be an awesome ticket. I think that that could sway some people. But yeah, the Democrats just don't have anybody right now. I mean, I would vote for Bernie Sanders, but like you said, I don't know how viable he really is. And Joe Biden's not really. He's he's like another Kerry. Like he he doesn't inspire. You know. Enough. Why doesn't Cory Booker talk about running? If it were just by going by charisma, he would win in a landslide. Yeah. No shit. Um, I think I don't know if he's like big enough politically to go for president yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I think there is, I mean, I, the scandal isn't isn't helping. But aside from the scandal, the there is a sense that it's Hillary Clinton's turn, and you shouldn't go up against her because it's her turn. Yeah, which I think is ridiculous. But that is what is. I think that's a lot of what. I think that's why Elizabeth Warren didn't run. I think that's why a lot of people who would have run otherwise aren't running but things might change as the scandal heats up i don't know this email thing is i don't know if it's a real scandal or not but it is entirely stupid and it was it was was avoidable yeah yeah there's no reason that she had to do things as she did and the the way that the things have been responded with you're going to get responded to ridiculously by republicans but the way that her people respond to things make things worse somehow yeah they do i know i totally agree with that and i think it is more of like a fox news scandal than a real scandal people should be focused on but shit that's that's where the republicans are smart man they they know how to attack and like not let go yeah of something no matter how stupid it is 
it, it turns out to be stupid and everyone sees it's stupid. Like the whole Benghazi thing, nobody thinks that, well, hardcore Republicans do, but any right thinking pe- people have seen all the reports and say there's not, there's no, there's no fire there. Yeah. There's no smoke. Terrible, gun. T- terrible things happen, but the email thing is just, it's just lingering. Yeah. Just, well, like you said, if her people would just respond to it in a, in a way that was decent and people, people would just be like, okay, yeah, let's, let's let it blow over. But they, yeah, they do make it worse. Although I guarantee you Benghazi will come up in the debates. You think so? Oh yeah. Look at the, look at the Republican nominees. Every single one of them now is like following Trump's lead with the immigration shit. It's kind of scary. It's, but that kind of thing is, is, is almost certainly going to bite them in the ass in general election. So I, that kind of thing doesn't worry me as much as other stuff. Yeah. But uh, and how this relates to Red Dwarf is you, you'll tell us, right? Yeah. Uh, so he is the last person left alive, which is exactly uh, what will happen with a Trump presidency. Oh, I was going to say he's the last person left alive, and that's the only way Trump would actually win an election. That could be, too. Uh, just one minute to go back to it I still haven't decided whether Trump really believes what he's saying or if he's just he's just going in for it for a laugh it's yeah because it's almost like performance art except he doesn't he doesn't seem actually smart enough or savvy enough in that way for it to really be performance art so yeah it's like not so much not like Andy Kaufman type performance art or like I want to get a rise out of the world. Yes. I don't especially want to be president because I don't think being president is a is a sought after job for for the wealthy. No. They already have enough control, but and so power, that's power. Like, yeah. So who knows? It definitely makes the the political season more interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, I think it's more just like look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been his whole shtick for decades now, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? And who cares? Exactly. And that's been the political news hour with Riccardi and Elliot. Bum bum bum. Sponsored by Exxon. We bring good things to life and kill other things. They yeah. That's a weird thing. We bring good things to life. It sounds like some like reanimator shit. Um. Yeah, Red Dwarf. I don't. I don't really even know what to say. I'm glad we went on the uh, political hour for a little bit because it's just kind of. Eh. I I think I liked it more than you, but there's yeah, there's not a lot to say about it. It's not exciting or anything. Uh, like I, I well, this is something, and this is going. I don't know if I. I'll, I'll wait to talk about this, but it's there is a thought I have about both shows that I really like, and I, I saw Paul Feig talk about it after I, I watched both shows, and I agree entirely with him. I talked a little bit about it when I recommended Other Space, but I'll, I'll talk about it after after the break. Did he like talk about it in in reference to Red Dwarf, or just in reference to his own show? In reference to Red Dwarf. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll that'll be cool to hear. I don't know what you're talking about, so. Um, yeah, there's not been a ton of, like, there's lots of British shows, British sitcoms, especially that get, like, reach cult status over here, Mm -hmm. and not very many of them have I actually thought were super great. Like, I remember, you remember that show Coupling? People loved, and, and they tried to do it over here, um, and it failed after, like, one episode, but, yeah, I, I, watching that, I was just like, eh, yeah. Is... I, I I'm not surprised it failed because they tried to copy it exactly. But even even if they didn't, the the show itself was just kind of you know, yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt. And even uh, was it called Spaced, the Simon Pegg one? No, I've never seen that one. That's not that you didn't care for that that much. I, I just thought it was okay. Like I didn't I didn't get the fervent following. But again, like I think it I'm might not... be a thing with you're the right age for it. You know, I'm not. I like Simon Pegg. But I don't think his movies are as, as hilarious as other people. I enjoy them, but it doesn't like knock me out funny. Yeah, I'm always slightly disappointed in all the stuff he does. So I always feel like it could be better. Um, but but yeah, and and this is another one of those. And I'm sure like the young ones is for people who would watch it now as well. You know, and this is 
this is not great, but oh, I don't know. I, I know, I don't know either. I I loved it back then. Uh, Viv has not like thought it was super exciting though. So, I but I on the same token, I think I would feel this if I tried to rewatch it. I I liked it a lot. I didn't like it as much as you, but I liked it a lot when I caught it when I was in high school or whatever. But I I think if I watched it now, I'd feel the same way as I do about Red Dwarf. It's funny, but I have other stuff i need to watch yeah yeah or maybe not because young ones had more absurdity and absurdity i think holds up a little bit better it does yeah when it's just that's why monty python is that's why people still quote monty python after all these years well that's not the only reason okay there's gonna be no explanation for that i guess yeah we all remember those Great Monty Python quotes. It's not a tomb. Uh... It's one of my favorites. Danny DeVito at his best. Throw another shrimp on the Barbie. Ah, Monty Python. Where would pop culture be without you? Cheese boy, cheese boy. Anyway, this is no Monty Python. I think we can all agree, or even the young ones. Maybe this does get more absurd as it goes on. Like, there's absurd it is, elements. Yeah, I, I was even this first episode, like the fact that the the that he was in stasis for three million years and the cat evolved into human is pretty absurd. Yeah, it's just played very straight. Mm-hmm. I guess so. The absurdity doesn't strike you as much. Um, but yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Red Dwarf, watch it or don't. We don't care. Uh, you want to take a quick break? Take a break. All yes. right. And then we'll be back with Inner Space, starring Martin Short. Right after this. And, what? and Dennis Quaid. I, I didn't want to give Dennis Quaid short shrift. Yeah. I know. Especially since he's the sane one of the family now. All right. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. And we're back. Yeah, Talking I, about otter space. A nice television show is all about otters and their space. Their personal space. Otters need a lot of personal space, he learned in this. Mm-hmm. More than beavers. Yeah, I don't know why. Otters. Well, if you would have watched the whole episode, you would have found out. What do otters do? Nothing. Beavers at least build dams. I don't even know what otters look like, really. How it's sea otters, you know what they look like. Oh yeah, I do know what sea otters. At least they're, uh, you know, they're providing valuable nutrients to the sea, keeping it salty. Well, otters do the same thing for lakes. Oh, do they? Although... And if you see them in a, and if you see an otter in a zoo, they constantly go in circles, which is really cute. But then when you think about it, I don't think they're going in circles out in nature, so maybe they shouldn't be in a zoo. Yeah, no, they're probably clinically insane in zoos. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's one of it's a chicken or the egg situation. Yeah, because otters also have babies by eggs. Yeah, and, otters lay eggs uh, just like platypuses, platypi, mm-hmm. and they make love to chickens. Uh huh. Other space. We also watch that, which is a Yahoo screencast show. And we're, I think we're getting money for Yahoo, from Yahoo for advertising this, right? We should. Did you did you set that up? I didn't, but. Oh, they, I bet they're doing some Google searches because, uh, well, oh, I guess they'd probably be doing Yahoo searches, but because who's talking about Yahoo Screen? I didn't even watch the last season of Community. No, you can since you went to Yahoo Screen and watched the first episode of this show. 
Yeah, well, I always could have. I mean, it's not like I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if you knew how to work the Y on your keyboard. Yeah, the Y does stick. So I get Yahoo whenever I look it up. Still comes up, though. As a I was site. like three or, three or four years ago that there was a, it was a big deal that the Yahoo sign was going down. I'm surprised they're still in business, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I know. After uh, after Google took over, although I still use my Yahoo Mail account. Like, I have yes. a Gmail account, but I don't know. I don't really use it for much. I like the interface for Gmail better than Yahoo Mail. That's why I moved away from Yahoo. Well, Yahoo Mail kind of made their interface more like Google Mail now. Did they? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't be changing emails every few years when the newest thing comes along. Some people still have AOL. Some people still have Hotmail. Oh, yeah, Hotmail. That was the worst. That You should just call that spam mail. Yes, I don't know why it was so bad, but and it took them years and years and years to figure out that that was a problem. But it was the first email I had. No, it wasn't the first, but it was the first free email address I ever had. Yeah, same here. It's, I probably still have it, and it's probably got 5 billion spam messages. Um, yeah. Other Space, starring... So the, no, go lots ahead. of people, two of them from AT&T commercials. Oh, and really? the guy from... Yeah, the uh, Tina and the Captain were from separate AT&T commercials. Oh, I didn't know the Captain was on them. I mean, I knew... Obviously, I knew her, because she still does them. Yeah, there's, he still has them. There's the these series of ads where it's like two technical people going out to offices and places to fix stuff. And he's one of the nerdy technical people. Oh, I see. Why the, uh, why the Indian guy got to be a tech guy? AT&T racial racialists. The original racialists. Yeah. I think that's what AT&T stands for. They just couldn't spell like most racialists. Um, you want to give a synopsis of this episode? No. Okay. So there's this guy uh, from AT&T commercials, apparently, and he's uh, he's when it starts out, he's like the captain of the ship aboard. You know, he's in the bridge, kind of uh, Star Trekish, and uh, they're gonna run into some kind of weird radioactive meteor or something, and he. Well, first he brings hot dogs to everybody, which I thought was kind of <laughs> funny. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then uh, he thinks on his feet, uses some, you know, space jargon, like reverse the thrusters, blah, 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 stuff, and uh, they destroy the thing. And then you come to find out that that was just a uh, training exercise. It wasn't real, but then they give him his own ship because of his quick thinking. Uh, and it turns out it's kind of a crappy ship. Um, it was a ship that he'd always, it was kind of like the Millennium Falcon Falcon of that universe. Like he'd always heard about it. And so he was super stoked to get the ship, but it turns out the ship's kind of a junker. Not to correct you, but I think a closer comparison would be the Starship Enterprise from Star Trek. Not familiar with that, but, uh, but anyway, so he picks his crew, including, uh, including the AT&T woman who, he picks just because he's in love with her as the navigator and uh, his sister, his older sister becomes his second in command and she is not happy with that. And uh, he picks his childhood friend as the third in command. And then uh, there's uh, one of the, like, I don't know what you would call it. Starfleet Academy directors of this world. Uh, her son goes on just because she wants to get him out of the house. Um, and then there's uh, Joel Hodgson, from MST3K as uh what is he like an engineer? Yeah. Ships? Yeah. He's, he's like a like total a... burnout uh engineer dude and his little robot who I think is also one of the MST3K voices, right? Yeah. I I think it's Trace Blue. I think that that's the guy's name. I always forget their names. Yeah, they're not important. They're merely robots. Uh yeah, anyway, and that's it. And uh, and then they find out that uh, that the engineer, because he's so uh, burned out, didn't fix the food 
I don't know what you call it, the food simulator, the thing that makes the food. Um, yeah. So the food is all inedible, and all he has is, like, cartons and cartons of fudge. Uh, so that's all they have to eat. And then they they uh, go through some kind of weird wormhole type thing and uh, end up lost. And, um, I don't know, insanity ensues. Everybody kind of sees like their greatest uh, their greatest wish, which which had go ahead two of the greatest jokes of the episode where where Joel Hodgkin's character and they actually <laughs> reference this joke, but the other joke is funnier because they don't reference it. But Joel Hodgkin's character uh, his greatest wish is to find a turkey on the ground, and then later he's your greatest wish is to find a turkey on the ground. I was like, it doesn't have to be on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, a turkey sandwich or something. Yeah, tuna sandwich. Then, Art Art's greatest wish is to have someone sell sell him uh, sell him like uh, things for his robot feet. What is it? The gears so he can go up a hill for a, a price cheaper than he get like twenty dollars cheaper than eBay. Which I thought he was could so sell funny. it on eBay. Yeah, it's like here this is, and I'm going to sell this to you for only fifty dollars. Like that's your mistake. I could sell it on eBay for seventy. And the uh, the son of the Starfleet Academy person, uh, his greatest wish is for his mom apparently <laughs> to make out with him. Well, I mean, it's really just to for his mom to show him love. But that's how. He, and then, uh, and then of course the captain's sister, her greatest wish is to take over the ship. <laughs> so um, it so the same Starfleet people come on and say this was another training exercise. Um, but that's all just what she's seeing. Well, everybody's seeing it, I guess. And they're like, uh, Captain, you failed. Now you're the captain to his sister. Um, open the airlock. And But he, the captain realizes, because the AT&T woman uh, that he's in love with says she's in love with him, because uh, that's his greatest wish. So he realizes, oh, this isn't really happening, because she would never say that. Well, not only that, but he looks over and sees her making out with... With her boyfriend. Yeah. Which is her... Well, her greatest wish, yeah, is that her boyfriend proposes to her. So he realizes it's all some weird trick of some evil force that they don't really know who it is. Um, and and so he convinces his sister not to open the airlocks. And uh, anyway, they're lost in space, basically, is the thing. Yeah. when And I think... The show the show starts off where it looks like it's going to be like a Star Trek kind of thing where they're reporting back to this, but then it just turns out they're all by themselves, which I think makes it more interesting. Yeah, it's and that is that is kind of similar to Red Dwarf. Yes, that's the yeah. and the, the other the thing I was talking about Paul Feig was talking about where he he said with and I feel the same way when I was watching it that there's a lot of science fiction comedy shows where it's you're basically laughing at it. You're not laughing with it, like you're, like Spaceballs or something like that, where you're bringing stuff in, you're you're making a parody of, of what you're making fun of. But with Red Dwarf and and other space, it's like here's a comedy set in this universe. It's not making fun of it. It's just having having fun with it. Right. And I think that is it's it's a better recipe for for fun stuff. It yeah, it always is. I mean, that's that's the difference between this and like the the Family Guy Star Wars episodes or whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying that they. Well, I don't. I haven't seen those. I don't know if they're funny, but I'm not saying those can't be funny. I just think this has a richer, a richer reward for their humor. Because well, the humor is coming out of character and plot, not out yeah. of not out of making fun of tropes. And there's a, a pretty good New Yorker article about the casting of the show. It's not necessarily about the casting of the show. It's about the the casting director who does the casting. But she happened to be working on this show when the guy followed her around. And it's worth reading if you get a chance to find it. I probably won't. Okay. Um, oh, and then there's also, uh, also like Red Dwarf, you know, the, there's that ship's computer, Holly on Red Dwarf, who is like just the face of this dude, um, kind of like a, a Hal type, uh, thing. Uh, and then this one has this woman who is, what is she? She's like just the ship, uh, the face of the ship. I don't even know what She's else. a ship's computer. Yeah. Yeah. She's a computer, but she's like in human form and, and, uh. The actress is really funny. And I, she's I good, it, yeah. She's she's good in this episode, but I think it's the, this season where is the one she gets better. It's good, like she has funnier parts to play. But there is a, she does have a couple good lines in this. Like she was originally <laughs> supposed to be a, a blackjack dealer for the Hooters Casino, and this is how she got this job. It's just stupid funny. Um, well, and and she has a hard job too because she's got to say all her lines like to no one. 
Yeah, yeah. Just on this screen, so yeah. I think it's an excellent cast. I think everybody's really funny in it, and I, I don't. There's nobody in it where I'm like, I wish there was somebody else. I, I think everybody works really well. Yeah, I would say, like, I recognize the uh, the son who's just there because his mom put him there, but mm-hmm. I don't know what from. Like, it might just be from commercials or something. I don't even know. He was an SNL writer, so maybe he was on skits sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. He's uh, also going to be in the the next Ghostbusters movie. I think he plays the main bad guy. But that's not where you see Unless you're traveling backwards in time, that's not where you saw him because that movie's not out yet. Right, which is why... Well, you can't travel backwards in time anyway. Uh, physics has proven that. You could maybe travel forwards, theoretically, which is exa- precisely what you would do to see the new Ghostbusters. But then you couldn't come back and say, this is where I know him from. Nope, because you couldn't come back. You can't go back in time. What so, physicists are you talking to that's proven this? Because I have a couple of my own I can send them to, like Dr. Emmett Brown, for one. Oh, founder of Brown University. Mm-hmm. And Emmett University. And Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that is impressive. Game, set, match. Yeah, so Back to the Future was all just a bunch of shit. Thanks. When you think about it. Yeah. If I could go back in time... I don't... You know, people say they'd kill Hitler. Nah. I'd just go back... Uh, I'd go back to when I was like 13. and be like, dude, buy Apple stock. Just invest all your money in Apple stock. Be living like a king now. Definitely not doing this horse shit podcast thanks if i could turn back time if i could turn damn it oh that's good that was that was a nice punctuation mark there thanks yeah i uh i will keep watching this show actually i think i would like to see where it's going how many episodes are there do you know have you watched them all yeah, I watched, this is a show I actually completed. I think there was nine episodes, something like a small number, so it's an easy thing to get through. Oh, I should uh, I should send you some burned DVDs of The Wire and just say write other space on it. Maybe you'll watch that all the way through. So are they going to keep going with this? I have no word. That's why I, I don't know if Yahoo still knows that they have a TV network. So I haven't heard anything. The last I that it, it, I haven't heard that. It's definitely not, but I have not also not heard that it definitely is. So I guess we'll see. It's like, not like Paul Feig is a, a, as busy with other things. But it didn't like end on a cliffhanger or anything, did it? Oh, I guess I don't want to know. Is there a possibility that it could come back is what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They leave it open. Yeah, I know. I always think about stuff like that, too, where I'm like, oh, man, how does Paul Feig do all this stuff? But then I realize, oh, he doesn't have a nine-to-five job, and then he comes home and does this shit in his free time he this is what he does all day so fuck you paul feig you got it easy try working a real job directing a movie is a real job is it i i'm with uh i'm with bernie sanders the only real job is a blue collar job Oh, since we're talking about science fiction and we finished talking about politics, maybe we should talk about the Hugos. Sure. What are the Hugos? Hugos are the science fiction awards, and I think I've talked about it recently that they were hijacked by the Gamergate. Well, you can call them the, the, the people who are sick of social justice warriors taking over their science fiction. Oh, right. As yeah. much sense as that makes. So the, they nominated – they. Basically, the way the Hugos work, there are works. Our fans nominate works that they like, and then they get voted on to see who wins. And it's it's an open nomination. It's it's whatever you want to put up there. And most years, it's just you know it usually ends up the best goes to the top. It's but the the the, the they're called the sad puppies and rabbit puppies who are thinking the social justice warriors have too much. I hate that term. It's so stupid. Why, why was is that offensive? But anyway, they thought they had too much power, so they put a slate together and they voted en masse, which doesn't usually happen. And a lot of the categories were covered by not uh, not worthy 
nominees kind of some of it was some of it was probably good but a lot of it was crap so what happened during the regular voting is that people who actually like like science fiction read the stuff and voted against most almost everything that the that the not that the sad puppies and rabbit puppies put up and there's there's a possibility with the hugo awards that a no award is given it's called you can vote no award when you think none of the nominees are up to the level that they deserved a trophy. So like five or six things in, in the past 40 years of the existence of the word, five have ever gone out. No awards. And this year, five went out to all the, cause there's a few categories that was nothing but things from these sad puppies. So it wasn't like any real nominations. None of those won. So it was kind of a victory for good, pure people, <laughs> but the, the bad people are taking it as a victory because we, they say, haha, we force you to give no award for these categories. So there's really no winning. Yeah, that's a, that's quite the victory there. Yeah. So it's stupid. And it's not true. If you look at the awards in the last 10 years, there's plenty of non-message fiction that won, but they have this persecution complex that they insist. And I mean, if you have people like George R. R. Martin who wrote the, the Game of Thrones disagreeing with you, because one of their arguments is popular stuff doesn't win enough. And you have someone who's one of the most popular genre writers ever disagreeing with you. Maybe you should relook at what your cause is. Anyway, that's what happened with the Hugos. Yeah, well, I, if we've learned anything from the People's Choice Awards and the Teen Choice Awards, it's always that uh, when you let the general public vote on something, it usually turns out pretty awesome. <laughs> Usually the Hugo Awards was a good event, but even this year, the the best book, I have to read it, but I had already heard good things about it, so nothing bad came out of it. Right. But anyway, that's that story, and I, I was kind of obsessed with it for a while. It was really interesting to see where it went and see the conversation that came out, and some of the conversation was interesting, and a lot of the conversation was just people yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, they do have a point, though, you know, I... I look at all that old science fiction from years gone by, and there's never any social commentary in any of it. So Exactly. Yeah. It, used, it used to just be about spaceships riding around, and it was never an allegory. It was never a metaphor. It was always just straight, this is a story, swashbuckling. Don't read into it. Yes, that's another another point against them. Ah, the internet. It's, uh, it, it's good in bringing people together and it's bad that it brings certain people together <laughs> like you and I yeah that is how we met on the internet uh, second internet date you said you were a woman and I said I was a man we were both lying yep and it's only the just lies have only built from there oh I thought you were start, going to start singing it's only just begun no, because it's a. Uh, we've only just begun. It's only just begun, damn it. See, that doesn't make any sense, though. It's only just begun to live. Oh, maybe that's a science fiction song. Exactly. Ooh, Karen Carpenter ahead of her time. Fucking anorexia way before it was cool. Yep. Um. Yeah, I like this show. I I mostly. I do like the cast. I thought, actually, the weakest link of the cast was the guy who played the captain. He's a little too on-the-nose nerdy. But how else are you going to play it? Yeah, and I think there was... The stuff with Tina, I think, worked better than other stuff. I thought that was really good. Where, like, when he's first getting on the ship and he's like, Ted, it's time to leave. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Some of the other stuff wasn't as good, but that was really and the and the, the that opening scene with him, he that he nailed that where he brought the hot dogs in. And he's like, even you, and then he's like, oh no, we know you're fasting. We're all supporting you. Know, this is so stupid but funny. And 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 retrospect, it's even funnier because when you're first watching it, you think he's actually flying this ship and being ridiculous like that. Yeah. In retrospect, when you realize it's a training exercise and he's acting like that, it's even funnier. It, yeah, because it makes no sense for him to bring in hot dogs. None, none at all. <laughs> um, I really like his sister, the the one who plays his sister. I think she nails it too. Yeah, she's really she's like that kind of very very angry. And but the anger is justified. Yeah, because he is kind of an idiot. But it, it's a little bit over the top, even for how justified it is. But she she pulls it off. 
Yes. Yeah, it's a funny show. It's a great cast. Uh, I like it better than Red Dwarf, but I don't know if that's because of like, modern sensibilities or not. I, I do like. I think it's. I think it's funnier to me. I think it just is funnier than Red Dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it, it does have that in common that they both are. They're rolling with it. They're not making fun of it, which I I, I admire. Yeah, that it's always the best. There's too much, you know. Too much comedy nowadays is based on references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's references in this, but you don't need to know the references to enjoy the show. Like right. you don't have to be a, a Star Trek, Star Wars, or whatever fan to to like to like Red Dwarf or to like like other more importantly other space because uh, you you can see that they're referencing stuff, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, even with uh, Joel Hodgkins, they're kind of referencing MS, MST, uh, Mr. Yeah. Science Theater, but it, it doesn't matter. No, so. yeah, exactly. Um, and he's funny. He's he's great in the part. I'm, and this is the first thing I've seen him in in a long time, so it's, yeah. it's great to see. No, I know. I was I was really happy when he showed up too. Um, and that's another thing that's really funny is that he just has a bunch of fudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One joke I I think I like the idea of it, but it wasn't funny. Is the the, the men don't wear ties anymore? Oh yeah. I think maybe it would have been funnier if they didn't mention it at all. It's just you're seeing this weird thing around their necks, and maybe it kind of get it gets mentioned in passing. But they were so direct with the reference; it wasn't as funny as it could have been. Yeah, they wear these like these uh, balls around their neck. They're, but it was a little. That, even that was that was too on the nose when Joel Hodgson comes in and he says, "Sorry, yeah. I'm late. I had to wash my balls." You know, yeah. like, uh, that's not. But it's not really that kind of show. No. So. No. Um. All right. I recommend Other Space. Is this your recommendation? No. Because I already gave that as a recommendation. I don't know if you're allowed to steal it. I think I am. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I would definitely watch this. Uh, it's too bad it's only on Yahoo screen. Because it means you basically have to watch on your computer. I guess you could cast it if you've got the technology. Well, if you have a Roku, you can add the Yahoo Screencast channel and watch it that way. Oh, can you? Maybe yep. I can do that on my TiVo or something, too. Maybe, yeah. Or my... I don't think PS3 has Yahoo Screen, but who knows. But it was it was the absolute worst streaming app I ever have put on a Roku. The Yahoo Screen? Yeah, it crashed almost every time I tried to watch more than one thing. It just would crash the entire system and I have to restart. Oh, jeez. Which is, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's, it takes like 10 seconds to restart, so it's, it's just it's the first time it's ever happened at all, and then it happened like four times with the Yahoo, so. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, I, I would recommend watching this show, and then you can watch Community. Yeah, was, so was Community worth watching? Yeah, I liked it. It's, it's not as good as it used to be, but it's still pretty good. The loss of, of uh, Troy. Troy is big, but the loss of... What's her What's her name? Shirley. Yeah. Is not as is not as noticeable. No, I, I think you could see that. Why did she leave anyway? Oh, she odd w- couple. Odd couple. That's right. I mean, I guess that is that choice made financial sense. That's that shows popular. Yeah, I know. Didn't make artistic sense, but oh man, um, we got the uh, we're gonna have the new fall season upon us pretty soon. Exciting stuff. I mean that honestly, I can't wait to see how good Supergirl is. I don't. I originally I didn't have high hopes, but I, I'm, I'm hoping it's good. My hopes have gone up a little bit, and there's a new Muppet show that's super exciting, and there's, I think there's other things that we we've talked about in the past that look like we're looking forward to. I can't remember what. Oh, oh and here's here's something. I've never watched The Wire, but you've never watched Person of Interest, and it's coming to Netflix in September. Person of interest? Mm-hmm. Isn't it already on Hulu? Oh, it is? I didn't know that. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe it's not. I don't know if CBS does their shit on Hulu. Yeah, they must do some. Um, well, I'm going to venture to say Person of Interest not as good as The Wire, but I'll no, that's, check that's it out. No, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, what else? Oh, there was the one uh, with Fred Savage and, uh, and Rob Lowe that might be good. 
Oh, right. Uh, I just saw an ad, like a big billboard for that. It has a weird name, like not Grifters, but something like that. Yeah, I know. I can't remember. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Deborah Messing show is coming back. Well. Scorpion coming back, I assume. It is, yes. Uh, and I think Playing House started its second season. It's funny you bring that up. I watched the first three episodes last night because I forgot about it, and then I wanted to catch up. I got caught up on On Demand. That way I can watch it on DVR and skip commercials. I watched all three last night, and it's just as funny as last season. They do a good job using the baby as a prop. <laughs> all right. Well, should we move on to recommendations, recommendations, recommendations? Yes. I'm I'm ready to recommend something if you are. Yeah, I am. Um, well, I'll, I'll recommend... Uh, you know, it's not it's not the greatest podcast, but speaking of playing house, there is the the uh, Womp It Up podcast. Yeah, Marissa Wampler and and uh, it's not Lissler. the greatest. It's very funny, but it's not near. Not, I, I decided it has to be Aukerman because when they're on on Comedy Bang Bang, it's uh, hilarious always. Super super funny, and on their own, it's it's just there's something missing, and the only thing I can think of is Aukerman. Yep. So. Yeah, so that that's okay, and then um, and then I and sometimes it takes a while to get your you know your footing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think the thing that makes that not as good as the as the what's the woman's name from Jurassic World that has her her podcast where she plays different characters every time and she's from Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, uh, Lauren Lapkus. The Lauren Lapkus show is a little bit better because she's playing a different character each time and they're stuck with the with the one with the same. Characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I'd still check it out. And then oh, yeah, yeah. also, uh, movie revenge of the Mekons, um, which I guess if you're not a fan of the band, the Mekons is not quite as impressive. Um, Fiv said she thought it was interesting, but you know, not great, but I really liked it. So there, they started out in 77 as English punks and they're still going, although they're more like country slash folk music now. Um, but they never have made like any money or you know, but there's they still are going, so it's kind of an inspirational thing or depressing, depending on how you look at it. Uh, that's yeah, that's my recommendations. Asians. I think I have two as well. I will recommend a young adult novel called Emmy and Oliver, and it was it was really it was well written and it was it drew me in. So I I think that's worth reading. It's about a boy who's kidnapped by his father when he's seven years old and then returns to his where to the house where he he lived before he was kidnapped at 17 and the relationship between his it's kind of it's a love story spoiler alert uh between his him and his na- house yeah exactly so it's 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 kind of a tearjerker but it's good and secondly i will recommend a showtime documentary about et's the et cartridges that are were buried in a landfill in the, the legend is that there's a bunch of ET cartridges buried in a landfill in, in New Mexico. And Zach Penn, who's a writer of bad comic book movies from what I remember, but he does a pretty good job with this documentary where he examines both the location of these cartridges and the rise and fall of the Atari corporation. And specifically the, the fate of one developer who worked on the company's biggest games and who was kind of a superstar at the time, and he was blamed for the industry's demise when it was totally not his fault. And it's a really, it's it's a fun kind of light documentary, and I think Zach Penn kind of like inserts himself into situations where he doesn't need to be there. So he turns it into a comedy more than it needs to be, but it's still... It's still an engaging story and a, and a good documentary, so I would recommend that. So when you uh, say ET cartridges, you're talking about like Atari ET Atari 2600 games. ET, yes, I'm sorry. ET uh, game, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a game that they made based on the movie that was not as successful as they wanted it to be. And the legend always went that they they didn't even want to have – they got so many returned that they wanted to get rid of them, so they buried them in the, land, in the landfill in New Mexico. Damn, it's just probably worth money now dummies okay uh what's the name of that sorry oh you know i don't know the name i just showtime documentary uh atari look that up and okay whatever you find will be right i think it was atari game over if it wasn't it should have been because that's perfect all right then i guess that does it i think we know what we're doing next week uh we're gonna do 
two movies, well, a movie each that Pat and I have not seen uh, that people are always can't believe that we've not seen. So Pat's is 16 Candles, mine is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So uh, we'll watch those and talk about them. And then the documentary was called Atari Game Over. Oh. And I've already seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and you've already seen 16 Candles. Yes. So that, that'll be interesting um i know i'm just guessing like neither one is going to be nearly as great as we thought they were at the time yeah i saw bill and ted's in in the theater and i don't think i've seen it since then but i still sometimes think of lines from it and they make me laugh so uh, the movie might not be as good but those lines will still make me laugh uh this this is well the racism will make you laugh in uh 16 candles well racism always does because i'm a racialist uh, this we're kind of breaking the the concept of the show by making two picking two movies that are from the same period, but we never pay attention to that. Yeah, I don't think we've paid attention to that since the early days. So, well, still, I like to mention it when we do, and I think it it works because Bill and Ted's is a time travel movie. Yeah, and so, so that can be from any period. So, Sixteen Candles, in a way, travel to a time when racialist and rape jokes were funny. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this movie anymore. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how it goes down. Uh, all right, let's do the thingy. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com for any reason whatsoever. If you need your dog fixed, we'll do it. If you need your cat caught out of a tree, we'll do it. And anything else you need done. Because we're, oh, we're just a podcast, but still you should do it. And uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen again and again and again. You know, I think cats can get out of trees. I think they're just assholes who want to get the fire department. Can a cat get out of a tree? Like, cats can fall. A tree? That's nothing. And cats always land on their feet. Always. I mean, sometimes they land on their feet and their feet, you know, shatter. But But from a tree, yeah, cats don't. Shit. All they do is lie around anyway. Uh, yeah, from a tree, that cat's going to be fine. Just throw a rock at it. Knock it down. Okay, uh, I guess that will do it for this week. So, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Get me.